0: Good morning, church. I hope you're doing well. Take your Bible, go to Luke chapter 8, verse 22 through 25. And uh, as you go to that Bible verses, let me tell you that we all, Mexicans, Americans, people from all nationalities, we all face storms in our lives they could come in one of these three forms: physical, emotional or spiritual. We need to understand this: Church, storms are part of our life. Through my journey, I have seen many different Christians failing, facing the storms. It's amazing you will think that an special. Leader, deacon, even pastors, when they don't learn who to go with in the middle of the storm, they failed. And it's amazing how storms can change people. Because we live in a fallen world. After seeing got into the picture, everything was changed. So we have to learn how to adjust ourselves to the storms that we're going to face in our lives. In Mexico, every time I was preaching, I was making some challenge. That's the goal of exposing the Word of God. We would like to try, we would like to challenge your faith. We would like to teach you about the Word of God. And let me tell you something. The weatherman upstairs... He gave us the storm book. And every day we go through, things will get not any better. We're going to be facing crazy things happening, not in China, not in Asia, here in America. Until Jesus Christ will come back, we must learn how to face these kind of storms. Many different storms are not the result of where God is testing your faith. Many storms we face in our lives are the result of our own sin. Example, a girl and a boy doing things in the darkness after nine months, they found out that and they will be crying out like, why us, Lord? Why? Wait a minute. <laughs> God didn't do nothing about it. They did it. You got a brand new car, that Mercedes, the Mercedes-Benz in your dreams, right? And later, you'll lose a house. So that was not God, obviously. Can you remember some storm in your life where you were, where you were challenged in your faith? your beliefs? Do you remember how you respond to him? This is what I would like to share with you. The ultimate purpose of God is to teach you who he is in every single storm you have you're gonna face in life. The ultimate purpose of God is to bring you out stronger. So. Because I'm Mexican, and I'm preaching, and you're going to hear the, the word of God through the Mexican guy. I would like for you to stand up as I read the Bible in Luke chapter eight twenty through through 25. The word of God says, One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and started out. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down. For a nap. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water, and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we are going down, we are going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly, the storm stopped and all was calm then he asked them what is your fate the disciples were terrified and amazed who is this man they asked each other when he gives a command even the wind and waves obeyed him would you please pray for me and with me father use these bible verses use this man for us to hear what you have for each one of us, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. You may see it. This is what I do see in all uh, in these three Bible verses. Uh, Jesus command to the disciples to go to the other side. Jesus fall asleep in the boat. That's why I believe that Jesus is Mexican. He was taking a siesta in the middle of the work day. So, I have a point. Right? Then the windstorm struck. Then the disciples feared and woke up Jesus. Then Jesus woke up and calmed the storm. And then he rebuked their lack of faith. I will not go to all of these different issues, because I was reading that the Sea of Galilee, it's almost seven miles long, and uh, it's like uh, below the sea level, uh, surrounded by many different uh, mountains, and, you know, the windstorms, when, when they, all of these uh, things together could strike a pretty bad windstorm. But this is the point. Jesus knew exactly what was right about to happen so to me, my first point is Jesus is the Lord of the storm. Jesus knows everything in our lives. And let me tell you, you don't choose what storms you would like to go through. Mm-mm. That is not your business. God is God. And why God allow me to go into different storms... I don't have any answer, but I know he's shaping my faith. He is trying to, 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 uh, to make me believe, to make me a disciple believing in my master. In the beginning, Jesus, as God, spoke a word and the universe was created. He has a power. Jesus is God. This little storm was not a challenge for the king but it's not the same story for the disciples Jesus often do prepare storms ahead of us Jesus was trying to teach them a trust lesson to the disciples he said let's go over the other side of the lake that's the same word God has for each one of us as a family as a nation as a church let's go to the other side if you see it's a command it's not a suggestion if he's lord of your life He has a right to do whatever is needed for you to learn and be victorious in the name of Jesus. Amen? His disciples were fishermen. Can you imagine this? Veteran fishermen coming to the carpenter to learn how to step out of the storm. Sometimes you think, well, Yes, God knows everything, but I do know better. Mm -mm. No, amigo. You don't know any better. He knows. When serious trials hit our lives, we often try to protect God. God did not allow this trial in my life. That would be Satan, yes? The Bible teaches in the book of Job That God will allow Satan to touch many different things that we loved. Or kids. Or wealth. Many different things. That was not the devil. Many different parts in the Bible. Isaiah 26, there is Deuteronomy 28, verse 38. It It says, I am God. There is no other God besides me. So, my problem is not to understand what is God up to. My problem is to hold on with Jesus in the middle of the storm. 2003, it was what I call the stormiest year of our lives. In the middle of of a beautiful revival because listen church there is moments when our sovereign God will do something that will amaze you we had one of those beautiful revivals in church people confessing their sin coming to the front and I was crazy never saw that happen before confessing public sins you know private sins in the public and I'm like stop quiet we're Baptists God knows. But the spirit of God was moving so strong that we had that revival. In uh, May, we found out that my oldest daughter was not feeling well. We went to the doctor. Kidney failure. 45, 45 days after that, she died. Just like that. Some of you tell me what a beautiful name you have job i'm like uh, i'm not sure about that <laughs> god will allow storms in your life natural disasters such as a hurricanes earthquakes tornado tornadoes fires physical illnesses like Viruses, cancer, lupus, heart attacks, kidney failure, economic uh, economic crisis, stock market crashing down, accidents happening, other horrible tragedies, kidnappings. It's happening. Not in China, not in Mexico. USA has one of the highest percentage of kidnapping. Kids are being used... The sexual traffic. Not Hispanic, not Asians, all kids, all kinds. I'm not trying to be an, an alarmist. I don't, want, I don't want to discourage you. I'm trying to tell you we are living in a dark world. We cannot expect good things to happen. Sometimes we need to understand the perspective of the world. It's be prepared. Right now many of my folks are Concerned about who is coming in in the White House. Listen, guys. If God will allow the Democrats to be in the White House, let me tell you, we will be tested. We will be persecuted. Maybe not in the next four years. It could be. So, my last, my last, my goal is not the world. My goal is heaven. And Jesus said, if you believe in me, you're going to be persecuted, even killed, for the sake of my name. Storms will tell you who Jesus Christ is in your life and where you are in your growth of your faith. Disasters create crisis, fear, and depression. We are living in a moment when many different cultures in the world have had had to understand that this little microscope virus is killing economies, it's killing people, it's shaking fates of different kind of um, religions, disasters Issues, trials will impact my mental, spiritual health. I need to understand that storms could strike believers. Listen, we could blame the disciples as much as we want to, but Jesus said to them, Let's go to the other side. What did they do? They got into the boat with the master and they departed. This is a group of disciples that will try to obey the master. But guess what? Circumstantial storms are a tumultuous gale force storm that is destructive, overwhelming, and completely out of our control. Circumstantial storms will produce a helpless and hopeless feeling in our lives. Circumstantial storms will control you because they are bigger and deeper than you. You could be right in the center of of God's will, and even though God will allow you to face storms, what I do love—it's what the Bible says about faithful believers. In the Old Testament, somebody asked me the other day, why do we have lots of stories about different people? But listen, God will allow us for us to read about some people in the world because we will learn either from their mistakes or from their beliefs. And I'm I'm telling you something, guys. People around you, your kids... They are really in your, your life. Parents, we should be the role model from our kids. They would like to see you, how you face trials, and how you depend on Jesus, and how you can come out of this trial stronger. If anybody has preached you, that you will never, ever have any kind of problems after you will receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they lie to you. Be polite. Tell them that you love him and leave. Every time I see a group of believers stepping up for baptism, I can't stop thinking this. These guys are, are doing what they were commanded to do, being baptized. But at the same time, I do pray for each one of the people who receive Jesus or they go to the waters to be baptized because they will be tested by God. God will never, ever promise you not going into the storms He promised you to be with you in the middle of the storm. Christians are not magically exempt from the storms of life. Just because you are in Christ, just because you are in the same boat where Jesus Christ is, doesn't mean that you're exempt from trials. Bad and evil things happened, unfair things happened here. Sometimes you will be treated like you don't deserve to be treated And that's part of being a Christian. We live in the culture that we are different. We should be different, not the way we dress. We should be different, not in the brand of the car we drive. Not not in the type of house we have. Not in the type of food we eat. We should be different in the way we face temptation. We face trials. Yes, we're not perfect. I had failed several times. It's not the way you fail. It's the way you go back in track. And that's only when you grab Jesus' hand and say, I'm ready. I failed and I learn, and I'm ready to, to stay closer to you. Amen? So, Storms could even strike on pastors, on servants, uh, like deacons, like anybody. Storms will not peak any kind of a specific people. Storms will come after every single person in your lives. If you have heard what I have heard uh, listening, uh, one of those horror stories from people, from real people, uh, I, I will not go to details, but I have heard. Horrible stories from real people telling me, Pastor, I went through this. I, I, my mom did that. My dad did that. And, and somebody died. Tragedies. And I'm like, it can't be through. It, can't, it is. Because it's not through. Because you're not going in the same route that they are doing, going. Sometimes we don't understand that evil things are really happening over everybody's lives. But the whole uh, point of these Bible verses uh, comes right now. Like I said before, uh, some people think and believe that Jesus was Mexican, taking naps. But for that very moment when the disciples were afraid, if you see what I see, and I'm so glad I picked up not a very difficult Bible verses to understand. I don't know if I do a picture, the right picture, but to me, they were so busy working with uh, the water. In the very beginning, they were obedient. They they departed from that part of the uh, lake to the other side. Jesus is taking a nap and then the storm and then if you see they said that they were dealing with the water. The water was getting into the boat, and they were fishermen. They knew what to do in the storms. But they did everything in their own power. Until what? Until they found out that the storm was bigger and deeper, powerful than them. Then they went to Jesus Christ. I love the way, and I'm pretty sure it's Peter. Isn't it? Hey, lazy boy, wake up. Don't you care? Don't you see? We're sinking, amigo. What is wrong with you? Taking a nap? Jesus Christ woke up. First thing he uh, took care of was, hey, you, win, shut up. Hey, you. See, calm, and went back to the disciples and asked them, so what the problem was, amigo? Uh, um, uh, I don't know. Let me tell you something that I uh, usually share with my Hispanic guys. Your perspective could be wrong. When you have the wrong perception of reality, you will go to the wrong end. Uh, I will say something in front of my wife. She believed that she found her prince. And uh, love is blind. Teenagers, we were dating for seven years, so she said yes. He's a preacher, he must be perfect. (laughs) He preaches the word of God. I'm telling you guys, one of the enemies I have to face every single day is my own temper. I have to take that guy, the green guy, to the cross. If I leave that guy rule my life, it will ruin my family, and my, myself. We had some events in our marriage where I was crazy, even when I was a pastor. And um, the only one who could take me out of this craziness, crazy scenarios I created was, and Jesus. But the grace of God, my kids, my wife, the ministry that I was uh, leading, it was blessed because I tried to put my faith in Jesus Christ for not to be fooled by my own perspective. You know why we fight and we separate from people we love? We think we are right. We fight of what we think we see right. This is what is happening right here. The perspective of these disciples is distorted. They have not engaged with the real problem. They have not uh, uh, understand that in very difficult storms, the only one who can help us out is Jesus. Jesus was with them. It's, he's always there with us. He never ever will jump out of your life. Even when you feel it's not there with you, he is for you. That's exactly what Romans chapter 8 says. He is with us and nothing can separate us from the Lord of God. Not even death, not even persecution, not even nothing. Now, it's difficult. Listen, it's difficult. When you're losing your child, 45 days of prayer, 45 days of saying, God, please do something. When my daughter was sick, you don't know this, but six different times with six different type of pastors, I prayed for a resurrection. If you will be there, you will be listening my prayer. I was not ready to live. To let my daughter go. I was not. But when God says no, it's no. Storms will tell us, will teach us who Jesus really is. And we cannot pretend, you cannot pretend being a mature, mature Christian because, listen, the more humble we are, the more deeper we are in the word, the more willing we are to hear Jesus Christ and your wife. you're going to avoid getting into those dark places. Places where you cannot go back to the same place where you were. Basically, I'm ending with this. We should learn from the storms. This is what I usually say to the Hispanic guys in my ministry. When you don't learn the first lesson, God will not promote you. He will teach you the same lesson again and again until you get it. Meanwhile, you're going to lose time and people. So don't wait. If we learn from the storms, we're going to be better prepared for the next storms. Because, listen, church, First Peter 4 12 says, my dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful test you are suffering as though something unusual were happening to you. We need to learn in these times to understand that we want to be where Jesus is. We need to take our bucket and say, you know what? It's not the money I have. It's not what I have achieved in my life. It's who, if, who is with me. This is what I know. I was um, praying. Every week we pray a group of pastors, maybe five, maybe ten, depending on our schedule. And these days it's pretty bad, amigos. Because most of us, we are receiving phone calls from people who is dying from COVID-19. It's pretty bad. And uh, we pray. So we were praying on Thursday morning. As we were praying, the Holy Spirit gave us something to pray for. We all were praying for USA, our country, America, because we were directed by the Holy Spirit to, to, to pray against the darkness over our country. This is nothing new. You may say, well, you're not really spiritual. No, I'm not. I told you I'm a donkey, right? It's all over the news. But listen, this darkness, when you don't have light in your life, life in the room, you're going to fail. Everything that you don't see in front of you, you're going to be hurt. There is a, a thick darkness from the world, from Satan all over the world. If we don't believe what is in the book, if we don't proclaim what the book tells us of how we're going to face the darkness in our lives, in our marriages, in our families, let me tell you something. The quantity of information you have in your mind about who God is is one thing. The way you apply, the way you believe the promises you have, the way you let the Holy Spirit take, care, take control of your life is what will determine, is what will, what will give you the victory. And we need to understand this. If we are in some sort of storm, it could be someone that you love, it could be yourself, you have lost your smile, your faith, your joy. You, you, you are like a, instead of better, bitter. I, I, I don't know what is it, but many different people, they are not any better. How long did you meet Jesus Christ? Oh, 40 years ago, and what happened with your face? Your face is like a stone, like, a, like a, you're carrying the world over your shoulders. It can't, it can't be. Maybe right now you are facing some sort of a storm in your job, in your marriage, with your children, with your parents, with your own physical situation, and your finances. Psalm 107 says, He calms the storms and steals the waves. Deuteronomy thirty-one six. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God will go with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. I don't know where you are, but yes, we need to pray for our country. Yes, every single day in this church we pray. For our country. We pray for wisdom over uh, the White House, over the Senate, over the House, over our governor. And we need to pray for someone that may be facing some sort of a storm. As Paul play something in the piano, if you have any situation, if you have someone that you love And that person is facing some very difficult time. Let's drop out our, our bucket and let's ask Jesus to take control of that life. I know that some of you, amigos, are facing some serious situation in your life. So why don't we let the Holy Spirit to tell us what to do, who we need to go to. So, I would like for you to close your eyes for a minute. Father, like that beautiful song says, when the thunders are raised, when the winds roar, you are Lord over the storm. You are the Lord. You are with us. You are for us. You are here, God. Many different situations around us, God. But when we know you are with us, for us, when we know you love us, when we know you are sovereign, a sovereign God, a God who has everything under control, nothing, nothing, will take you by surprise. So, Lord, when we know all of that, we have to recognize that sometimes we have failed. So, Lord, we want for you to be the Lord of our storm. Lord, I pray for my, my friends I pray for your church that you can help us to overcome with your power every single storm we're facing. If you have any storm in your life and you need some prayer, right there where you are, stand up and let's pray together, if you have any personal storm if you have any family member where they need to be protected by the Holy Spirit, to be lifted out of the waters by Jesus, please stand. We're going to pray for that son, for that daughter, for that mom. It could be physical, emotional, spiritual. Holy Spirit, thank you Thank you because you always will help us how to pray. Holy Spirit, embrace my brethren with your powerful arms. Let them know, let them know that you're with them. Protect their their hearts, their souls, give them through the word of yours the promises they need to to uh, stick on because father i pray that you will be glorified that you will see your son jesus christ in our hearts and soon very soon we're gonna hear that you did it again you're always surpasses our expectations Lord so all of these friends we give you thanks in faith of what you're going to be doing of what you're going to finish in my son in my daughter in my marriage in my country in my church and we love you and we praise you